Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Push Talk. And today we have Miss Bree Kelly, who is with Black Push, but she is with the contingency up in New York City. Bree, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. And, and just real quick, on my end, I'm looking at a photo right now. Do you guys see that as well? Or is it just me? It's a photo. Oh. <coughs> okay. But um, I'm doing well, though. How are you doing, James? Doing good. Doing good down here in wet, rainy Atlanta. So, um, okay. How's, how's everything going for you? How How's the conference? Uh, what is it that you've seen or done since you, uh, uh, as far as the conference is concerned? Um, seminars, um, meetings, that kind of thing. Looks like you're having some technical difficulty here. Um, Brianna, can you hear us? I think we might have lost, there she is. Brianna, we can't hear you. We cannot hear you. Bree, we can't hear you. Bree. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Bree, we can't hear you. Can she even see us? She should be able to, but she is. Bree, we can't hear you. Bree. Bree. No, she can't see us. She just talked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You stopped it? Yeah. I mean, okay. she's there. Because but... we're just recording, right? No, we are live. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, um, I guess I need to fill it in, huh? <laughs> All right since we are live. So we do want to recognize- We couldn't hear you, Bree. Are you there? Bree, <laughs> can you hear us? No, no, we can't hear you. Okay. We're having technical difficulties. She's in a difficult area. So until I'll move on until she can is able to come back in with us. So I was I, I was beginning to say um, we have a new elected uh, confirmed Supreme Court judge. Yes, we yes we do. Yes, as of this afternoon, um, maybe about an hour or so ago, um, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, who had been uh, under scrutiny and has gone through the gauntlet as far as dealing with um, receiving questions and confirmation hearings and whatnot. Um, she has, um, well, she's passed and she was voted in today, 53 to 47. Um, that's a victory, um, which is a great thing because she is by far one of the most intelligent and uh, qualified people to hold that position as we uh, as it stands as it looks and stands today. So congratulations to uh, Justice Kentanji Brown Jackson on her uh, 
not only being nominated, but being confirmed. And um, so it's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, it's great for um, for people of color. Not that we didn't have, we've had several that were uh, males, but no females. And so now we have the very first female that has taken, what they say, about 235 years or something on the Supreme Court. Right. The first uh, African-American uh, um, African female. We may have Brianna back on the line. Yes. Right. Okay, can you guys hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. I don't know where we left. I, I couldn't hear you, James. I, I guess you can hear well, me. Well, we'll just start from the beginning. But I was asking about the seminars and the uh, uh, meetings that you have gone to. Uh, okay. Yeah, so um, I don't know how much you guys heard because I was, I was really on a tangent. But at first, I, I was discussing yesterday's channel briefly which was about police reform, and that involved attorney Benjamin Crump, who represented Ahmaud Aubrey. Um, yeah. And it also had the mothers of the Fallen Angels. So it had Eric Garner, Ahmaud Aubrey, um, George Floyd's family members. So it had his brother and his sister, and most recently, Amir Locke, who uh, from Minneapolis, who they came in on a no not warrant and they shot him so they had that and i said that and basically i was saying that that was a very spiritual or not even a spiritual that was a very emotional panel just to witness all of those mothers there but it was also empowering to know that um you know they're still there no matter what and also trayvon martin's mother um she was on there as well so sabrina so bless bless them and i was glad to see them so other than that today we had we had a media panel so um and the media panel was really good it just talked about how media influences you know black culture and, and how media is used for the good of uh, of black people and also um the negative effects as well so the first person um his name was jonathan lemire so he he is um, he's a host for way too early, which is on MSNBC. So he's just so on this clip that we're about to show, he's just discussing the different effects of media. So you guys can go ahead and just show that. And we have Brianna Taylor Johnson. Every single day in the Trump administration, they weren't too interested in trying to fix that. And I think there's going to be a lot of pressure now on the current administration, but also Congress and city and state governments to do so. And at this point, it feels like the official response is this is over, let's move on, as opposed to saying this is moment to try to make real change. There, there was a time, a very short period, yeah so um so in that video he's also kind of it's kind of like basing it off of and they were specifically talking about like what happened with george floyd um and it's basically talking about how media and journalism almost changed in that moment um back in the 90s and 2000s uh you didn't really see these black stories being shown yeah, they didn't really have much notoriety and basically showing how and in some cases, when they covered George Floyd, 
that it, it wasn't the best way that they covered it. But in a lot of cases, it was it was wonderful because you know the whole world got to see exactly the rage and and, and everything that we're going through. So another woman. Um, she also spoke on this as well. She she's amazing, uh, Cheryl Willis. So we can go ahead and show a clip on that. Blazer in that respect, letting the world know my son's life matters, and she told the world. And the press was like, "What are you saying? We're not supposed to to care." And she made them care. Fast forward to George Floyd, when both you and I were on the air together talking about this, we've come a long way because, I'm going to speak for myself, I felt comfortable expressing my rage. Yeah. I was tired of being this impartial police saying, this is, no, I'm mad as hell because I have a son that looks just like George Floyd who could also be targeted. without all of the journalists who opened the doors for us. So as an African-American journalist, we've come a long way when a sister can sit on television and say enough is enough. Yeah, that was good. And I, and I agreed with her. And Honestly, George, George Floyd, like even though that was such a traumatic um, event that happened, a thing that happened, I felt like black media did such a, a great way um, portraying that and just showing and humanizing it. So that's why you saw so many different people, whether you were you know, black, white, Asian, whatever, you saw them sympathize with this because of how the media did this and then because so many black journalists were behind it. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a journalism major, so I do feel like now journalism has kind of been watered down and it's kind of just like opinions and just people coming up with whatever type of stuff. So to see these panelists, these panelists of journalists um, was very inspiring. Um, and we also have um, uh, Londell McMillan. So he is the publisher of The Source, and you know, I was told because he, that's a hip hop based source, but he was talking about, um, because a lot of the young people don't care about, you know, media and, and news. The Source Magazine, Music yes, Magazine, the, yes. yes. Yeah, The Source Music Magazine, yep. So he is the publisher for that. And, he, and um, it was important for him to speak because he wants to kind of tie in the younger folks, and he wants them to actually care about what's going on. Um, so, yeah. So we have a picture of him um, for that. But he spoke, yeah, that's him. And then, um, yeah. Oh, and we also have, which I didn't even know, Jamal. Uh, Bowman, he is a U.S. House of Representatives for New York, um, and he was really good. I didn't expect him to be this good. Like, I love what he spoke about. He used to be a principal at his school. Um, he teaches about Black history. He teaches about the importance of it, and he just had a, a phenomenal speech. So we can go ahead and play that. Too. 
excited to see. I already I knew it was gonna happen, but to actually hear it happen is amazing. So yeah. I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I tell you now. What do you have planned for the rest of the day as far as uh, meetings and seminars? Or is that part done? Uh, no, it's not done. Kind of, or is it the the bulk of it on tomorrow and I guess Saturday or whatever? No, I mean, all day, every day. They have uh, panels and seminars until about 5.15. The last one I went to, that was with um, Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Yeah, yeah, he really, he's really dope. I mean, I've heard about him. Yes, there he goes. Oh, he made a phenomenal. But, he had, he's written a, several books, I believe, and he has been. Yes, he's been on a. Um, Michael Bayston used to have him quite often on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bayston, he's, so. he's awesome. He's an intellectual, but he's also real. So it's cool to get that balance, you know, like yes. someone that's intellectual, but they're also very relatable and personable. Yeah. So he so he had a book signing um, and then I actually just left his panel, which I was pretty sad. I had to leave his panel to do this podcast. 
but he had a great one. It was him and a few other intellectuals. Um, and that was talking, and that was the role of black intellectuals in advancing social justice. So they just spoke about how how education is 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 very important when it comes to activism. We don't think that we need that. We just think that we just need to be like, you know, black power, let's get it. But at the same time, when we have legendaries like James Baldwin, Ralph Ellison, Tony Morrison, who kind of were there, they observed what was going on and they were able to write it intellectually and to convey it to the black community, how important that was. Cause that, those are books that I read. So the little nerd in me was very excited to be at that panel. Yeah. They're talking about my favorite book, The Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. So, but yeah, awesome. and we'll talk more awesome about book, that later. Awesome book, yes. No, I was saying that Invisible yes, Man is a very awesome book. I love it. I love they, it. They, it's they great. They had quotes. They actually uh, uh, make that a movie. They do. They need to make. Hey, hey, I'm a filmmaker, so you, you know, well, make there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. And I told it. Um, there's quite a uh, quite a few authors are are activists, like you say, mentioned Baldwin's. And he's done, I mean, that dude right there is a, a phenomenal writer, but he was also a great student. He spoke his mind. He was very, very uh, blunt in what he had to say. And the man, you, you got to love him for his, um, his uh, the way he just came out and said it. He, he didn't hold, no holds barred. Um, and we're talking about a time where being politically correct, there was no such thing as being PC. You didn't have to be politically correct. You just said it. And just, you know, it, it was what it was. And that's the thing that um, that a lot of us today are doing because, you know, we don't want to get, we don't want to step on anybody's feelings or anything. But the truth of the matter is, Truth is truth, and truth has a tendency to cut people deep when they are uh, dealing with, uh, when they want to live the lie, and when you expose the truth, it hurts. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. And another thing that uh, Dr. Michael spoke about is it is it's important to be truthful, but it's important to get your credentials so you can speak on certain things. Um, what made James Bowen, what made us listen to him so well is because he did those research, he did that research. He actually was in the community. He wrote, he came, he observed what happened with Malcolm X. He observed what happened in the community. He wrote phenomenal books from his experience. And yeah. it's just important that we take education serious just because, you know, we, we, haven't, we didn't really have that opportunity. And I like that he spoke about that because I do think far too often we, we think we can just jump to that level, like we think we can just jump to activism. But there's a there's a process that needs to happen, and once we go through that process in mind, then we can educate other people um, efficiently, so effectively. Right. That's right. <laughs> Wonderful. But yeah. So you and your and tomorrow is shaping up to look like another busy day like today, is it not? Yeah, it is. Uh, well, today I'm going to one more panel, which is criminal justice, uh, protecting our communities. 
while preserving equal justice under the law. So I'm going to that one. That's the last one that I'll go to. And tomorrow is a long day. I, um, that will be uh, more so geared towards um, HBCUs. So, and I went to HBCU, shout out to Hampton University. So, um, I will be, you know, going to to uh, a number of panels tomorrow as well. But it's exciting work, so I'm excited. All right, well then, don't 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 you wait about us down here uh, in the office down here in Atlanta. Uh, you know, don't forget about us. Thank you so very much for uh, joining us on today. I know your schedule is kind of tight and busy, so um, I'm going to let you go and, and enjoy yourself at the, you know, the various discussions. But uh, again, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to do that. Uh, push talk. And it was great to see you. Um, anything else you want to do? Um, no, I'll just say um, cele- uh, today everybody should celebrate the nomination of Kataji Brown Jackson, and uh, we should just always remember these moments and we should celebrate and we shouldn't let it just pass us by. This is um, a monumental moment, and um, I just want us to sink it all in. So that's all yeah. I have to say. Shout out to her. So. All right. Well, you know, now she was confirmed today, but because, uh, but she won't get be officially sworn in for another month or two. It won't be. It won't be right. a couple of she, weeks. She good. She good though. She ain't going yeah. nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, she will be sworn in. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh. So basically, she's been confirmed, and so that's a wonderful, wonderful news for the day. Again, uh, Brianna, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, have a wonderful time. Enjoy New York City. All right, I will. All right. All right. So, folks. Um, once again, it, you know, well, we got a couple of events that are coming up. Uh, the first of which will be uh, one of court conference. Well, one of the uh, one of court conference once again in May on the twenty Saturday, the twenty first of this year. I saw the Statue of Liberty getting ready to blow out a torch. Mm. I said, but Lady Liberty, give me one more chance. She said, well, give me your best shot or we're going to have a meeting, Lady Liberty. And let me tell you, it's about one accord. One accord is what we need. The Bible says that when they got on one accord, nobody lacked because they were on one accord. With this kind of energy, even in our community, we too will be able to push back the soot. I need them to stand up for that which is right. Stand up for the poor. Stand up for the women. Stand up for all of God's children. And let's be a one of God. Are you ready to do it? Awesome. Awesome. 
Yeah, that's that's exciting, man. I'm, it's getting me pumped up. I'm ready to get out there to uh, Stapleton, Georgia, um, out there in Jefferson County. So we look forward to having you all uh, come and join us. Also, um, just as a reminder, <clears throat> on um, April 12th, which is next week, Tuesday, um, we'll be doing a uh, massive voting rights uh, prayer march and rally, uh, which is brought to us by a, a number of churches and organizations, uh, Black Push being one of them, uh, First Iconium Baptist, New Birth, and uh, a host of others. So with that being said, folks, if you uh, have the time to come on out at 11 a.m. to come join us, please do so. Um, we would love to have you. Again, you go to our website. You'll be able to check out the uh, flyer and everything and um, you know, download it to your phone or so you can get your directions and your bearings and just come ready to um, support uh, uh, voting rights. All right. So, and uh, I think that's it for our show on today. Thank you all for joining us uh, here at Black Push, Push Talk. And uh, again, register to vote. Make sure you're voting, you're registered to vote, register to vote if not. And then make sure you do your due diligence in knowing the uh, various uh, laws that may be coming into place. Uh, into play, uh, the candidates that are running, and make sure you know what the, the issues are so you can make an informed choice and make sure that you vote for someone that is going to have your interest, your best interest at heart. All right. So until then, God bless you. Have a great day. Because they're waiting on us. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?